0: Hello, welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different states who are excited to talk to each other and also to learn and grow alongside of each of you. Um, My name is Megan. I'm Kristen.
1: And I'm Lauren. Hey, sisters. Hey. Hey. (laughs) What? I was
0: going to say that was like on together. We did good. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Girl, I Slept in My Makeup. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about adult children of divorce, which I know is kind of a weird week to choose on Valentine's week, but it just kind of worked out that way. And it's okay because we all still love each other. And that's what's great about talking these things through.
1: (laughs) We can still celebrate love no matter what. Divorce and all. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I wanted to start off with some interesting statistics on adult children of divorce because I found these on karencovey.com and found them really interesting. So I was going to share 50 years ago, only 2.8% of Americans over 50 were divorced. Today, more than 15% of Americans over 50 are divorced. What's even more, the divorce rate for the general population is falling. The divorce rate for those over 50 has more than doubled since 1990, and the divorce rate for those over 65 has more than tripled, which is crazy. And all of that means that the number of adults who will face the challenge of having their older parents' divorce has skyrocketed. Um, and we are one of those, so we thought we'd just kind of come on here and talk about our experience, and maybe it'll um, you know, provide some support for others.
1: Yes, that's so crazy to me about the stat over 50, and we won't talk about this today, but I am curious just to know kind of the the stats behind that, you know, if like people from that generation tend to choose to stay for the children, as people say, or what, but that's really crazy, and I'm glad that we're having this conversation, and um just having a place that maybe, you know, somebody, if, if not yourself, maybe, you know, somebody and if so, then, um, send them this episode and hopefully they can relate. And I think as we always say, just talking it out is super helpful. So yeah.
2: And not feeling alone with it. So,
1: yeah. So our parents, just to give a quick background, um, after almost 40 years of marriage, they decided to part ways and it's been, has it been six years? Now, I think so. Yeah. Somewhere around that. Yeah. Six years. Yes. So um, we're just going to talk about kind of how it affected each of us and what maybe we struggled with the most uh, during that time and possibly even still today. I don't
2: know. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I feel, you know, obviously I'm the youngest, this is Kristen, and I feel like I did struggle the most out of all um, of the kids. And, you know, I remember when it did happen, like trying to do research, like on reading up others that had gone through this. And I remember just not being able to find anything. Like there wasn't really much about adults going through, um, their parents getting divorced. It was always just like kids, you know, there's just so much out there for kids. So I think it's really great that we're talking about this. Cause it, you know, I think there's more out there now. Um, but it was definitely tough back then when it was actually happening or go- when I was, you know, going through it. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. part, one of the hardest things for me at the time I was, I think I was 25 and, um, I was, actually going through a identity crisis, which, you know, um, is a whole nother topic for another episode. But what was hard about that when you're struggling personally, you know, my biggest support system was my family at that time. And to feel like my family was completely just being not destroyed, but, you know, it just felt like my support system was completely crumbling beneath my feet. And I just felt so lost. Um, And I think I was also really shocked of how much it was affecting me because it's like, oh, wow, like I kind of always knew my parents would probably get divorced one day. So I couldn't believe like how much it affected me and how much I was hurting from it. Um, But I will say one saving grace was my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, Michael, having him like, I honestly don't know what I would have done without him. Um, I really kind of. Almost in a way, I had to separate myself from the family. I know that sounds weird, um, but it was just like one of my coping mechanisms. I had to almost just separate myself, especially from my parents, and give myself space and time to heal and to, you know, grow and all the things. But I don't know. Did did y'all go through that? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think we all
0: were definitely shocked at how much it affected like myself, like I was hard on myself for like, why is this bothering me so much? When, like you said, they had kind of been growing apart for years and already kind of lived separate lives. They were almost just like really great friends. Um, So I think we all kind of knew it would probably come someday. And so when it did happen, I think we all felt that same thing you did, which was kind of like, why is this affecting it uh, so much? And then we also, you know, we still put blame on ourselves internally. I know you said that before of like, Did they just stay with us, stay with each other for the kids? And I think a lot of people that I talk to that have have divorced parents feel that way, like, oh, they just stayed together for us. And then you kind of feel guilty. It's just the stuff you put on yourself, honestly, that makes it just hard instead of just giving yourself love and grace. We're always hard on ourselves.
2: Yeah. And bringing that up, that's something I struggled with too, is I had so much guilt because, you know, both of our parents did say like, you know, we stayed together for the kids and not that they were saying that to hurt us. They were actually saying that to, you know, they did that for us, but it, you know, it just,
1: well, I think, I think they did it for themselves. Yeah. You know, like they, they didn't want to break up the family. And I think that while it can come, those words can come across as, you know, putting that on us, the children, I think that at the end of the day, they were grown adults, you know, it was their choice to stay together. But at the end of the day, it's it was for them, you know? Yeah. So I think that it's natural that we can put that on us. But um, I think that we have to, you
2: know, we had to let that go. Right. Because like on the opposite side, if you think about parents who are getting the divorce when with young kids they always are constantly reminding them this is not your fault you know we're not doing this because of you and i think as adults um parents forget to maybe say that in not, and not treat us as if we're still you know their ch- young children because we're adults so i don't know i think that even if you are parents that are older and have older children, I think it's a good thing to still remind them that even though they're adults, it's still not their fault that you are choosing to go your separate ways. Yeah. And it's funny because even
1: as adults, like from our point of view, it's even surprising to ourselves that we, cause in your head, you're like, I'm an adult. Like why, you know, why do I feel any type of guilt for my parents? divorce but it's just funny because like you said Kristen no, no matter how old you are I think it's just n- normal to kind of internalize it um but I think that also just you know recognizing that they are also you know this is the first time or for our parents it was it was the first time for them to go through something like this as well and neither one of them had been a child. Of like neither one of their parents divorced. So they had never been in our shoes before. They had also never been in their own shoes before. And so, you know, just recognizing that, you know, they might say things or even not say things that looking back on it, you know, six years from now or whatever, you know, looking back then now, I'm sure they would have handled a lot of things different. Um, So I think, being able to see that early on would have been super helpful, you know, for all of us Um, just having, I guess, the grace and empathy for them as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I was lucky enough to be in therapy at the time, not for that, but I did get to talk. I mean, I was just there for really just for anything to talk through life. And one of the things I did learn and helped me kind of see the big picture at the time was the fact that look at your parents as they are going through something you kind of already said this, Lauren, but they're going through trauma themselves. They're mourning the loss of the family as well. The family dynamic, just like we are. Um, and that was hard for me to do because I'm like, well, this is their, this was their choice, you know, kind of feeling. But at the same time, when I was able to kind of step back and give them grace and just kind of set some boundaries of like what you were saying, Christian, separating a little bit, I think that was healthy at the time just because time does heal. It really does. And we see that now being six years, you know, out of the beginning times when it seemed really, really stressful and sad. Um, So I know time does heal and it just, if nothing else, it taught me that, you know, give each other grace when you can for sure, because they were going through a rough time too.
2: Yeah. And at the time I will say like now I'm so thankful cause I have so much grace. I have so much sympathy for our parents and I look back and I'm so sad about how angry I was and I'm not gonna, I did not give them grace in the middle of it. And I, I do f- have guilt for that, which I'm letting well, go of, But Yeah.
0: It's totally relatable. Like most people yeah. feel super angry. Yeah.
1: I was, I'm not gonna, I was angry. Um, yeah. Well, and Kristen, and you've talked about, because you were out of us four children, You, we were all married. You weren't married yet. Um, you were dating your now husband. But, you know, we were all kind of at different life stages. And for you, you know, you hadn't had your wedding yet. You hadn't had some of these life events where I know that you've mentioned to us that, you know, you just kind of had these expectations or fantasies in your mind of what all of that looked like. So why don't you speak a little bit to that? Because I think that's really... Yeah. relatable. But before, before I, you get started, um, I think for all of us, like speaking for me personally, I was, you know, years into my marriage, had a child and we had lived quite a bit of life and just experiences both ups and downs together. And so I, at that point in time, when our parents divorced for me, it didn't so much affect like the, the, having a fear of what it could do for my marriage, because I think that it was a totally separate entity for me by that point. But um, I know, Kristen, that for you, it kind of just created this fear of like, oh, if they can't make it, like, how can I? Right.
2: Yeah. That was one of the biggest things is again, Michael and I had been dating at this point, I think like around two years. And I just felt like, wow what if I, you know, if they couldn't make a marriage work, how am I going to be able to make a marriage work? Um, and you know, kind of plays back into that comparison thing, but it's like, you know, they're my own blood. Like I came from them. <laughs> so I, you know, I am yeah. them in a sense. So I was like, Oh no, like, and that was really tough. And it, would it put a really big strain on Michael and I's relationship was, which was not fair to Michael or, you know, us at all. Um, so that was one of the biggest struggles I went through. And again, yeah, just having mourning these expectations in what life I thought was going to look like, you know, again, not having my parents together at my marriage or my wedding was super sad. And, um, I was mourning that. And then, you know, to w- one day when I had kids, like, my picture of what it would look like for my parents to be together with my kids. It wasn't going to look like that. So like, yeah, I I was really mourning all of those expectations or wants that I had. Definitely.
1: Yeah. I think for me, um, at back at that time, I feel like, I don't know, a role that I kind of had in our family was initiating kind of family planning and events, whether it was holidays or birthdays or just whatever. And I think one of the hardest things for me personally was just navigating how to kind of recreate the new norm, (laughs) Um, not only like for my immediate family, like myself, my husband and my son, but but also for all of us um for holidays and i think the moment that i was able to kind of let go of being afraid to hurt anybody's feelings whether it was mom's dad's whoever i think that that was just such a relief for me because you know it got to the point where i remember being like you know what somebody's feelings are probably going to be hurt and that is that's okay it's just <laughs> it's just accepting like that's where we're at And they need to be the ones to sort that out. I don't need to be involved. I don't want to be involved. And so I remember actually telling both of them like, hey, this is on y'all. You know, y'all can decide who's coming, who's not coming or whatever. But, you know, this is the plan and we would love everyone to be there, but y'all can sort that out. And I think for me, that was just, it was uncomfortable for me to, uh, I guess, kind of know that feelings were going to be hurt because I just don't like that. But, um, letting that go was a really big sense of relief. Yeah.
2: Lauren, didn't you have a good friend who was going through the same thing and you were able to like reach out?
1: Oh yeah. Speaking of like being able to find support and stuff, I just, I didn't reach out to the internet, which I probably should have, but, um, I just thought you know, looked at in my inner circle and I only knew one person at the time who had gone through something like this. And it was one of my old roommates from college. And she was married with three little kids and had two sisters as well. And, um, they were about, I think, two years out from their parents divorcing, grew up in a small town, parents together, 30 plus years. And so yeah, I called her and it was, I just said, "Hey, so um, I'm joining your club and <laughs> I was just curious what if you had if you had any advice for us, what would that be? Obviously every situation's different, but she said, "You know, she goes, "I think what was so bizarre for the three of us sisters was that in the those early days, it felt like just role reversal for us where the parents became the children and the children became the parents in a lot of ways. Um, and so that was kind of an eye opener to hear her say that and just to kind of be prepared for that if it was going to happen for us. And then I do remember the other thing that she just said is when it came to the grandchildren, you know, some of her, there they had grandkids that were old enough to kind of you know, understand, like, why aren't, you know, Grant and Pop Paul together or whatever the names are anymore. And then whenever significant others come into the picture and just kind of figuring out how to communicate that with your children and having that conversation with your spouse. I remember Chris and I having a conversation because Kai was like right on that kind of edge where it was like, he wasn't going to remember mom and dad ever being together but at the time he did you know so and kids know they're smart you know so Chris and I did have a conversation of like okay how do we want to you know just casually have this conversation and and it was fine I mean Kai kids are so accepting yeah well and that's
2: the thing like you know I didn't know any none of my friends had parents that were getting divorced or You know, any friends that had parents that had been divorced, it happened when they were really young and they had already, you know, been accustomed to life with divorced parents and it was like normal. There was no, you know, so I had no one that I felt I could like go to and relate with. And so it it felt very isolating um, at the time. Yeah. I felt the same way. Yeah, Like, oh, like almost jealous. Like, I think too, it felt
0: very weird in the beginning like i feel like looking back 6 years now everything's so different so it's even weird to talk about but in those first like that first year was really weird and hard especially when they were dating um and i don't know if other people have experienced that i talked to a friend i've made recently that had a similar experience when her parents first started dating that It's just uncomfortable because you're kind of like that role reversal that Lauren was talking about. Um, So it's definitely where I kind of set boundaries in that first year. But then, um, you know, once you kind of get past that, it you can kind of just be happy for them that they're happy type of thing.
2: Yeah, because it's definitely not normal to like witness your parents going through like the honeymoon phase, you know, so it was like so uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) like what
1: yeah I kind of I felt like I was so kind of just desperate for them being happy that I kind and I don't know if it was just being older but I actually I was really happy for both of them whenever they did find their significant others um and almost found myself even kind of feeling the giddiness like it was but but with that said it was it felt super awkward. Like, I would catch myself being like, okay, well, this is weird. Like, you know, celebrating dad and mom's <laughs> giddiness for somebody other than each other, but okay. <laughs> um, And I mean, I will say that if anybody is going through this or knows somebody who is that, like Megan said, time does heal. And, you know, six years into this, this past Christmas, our entire family was able to get together, including both of our parents, both of their significant others. And we were all in one place, all under one roof. And it was just a beautiful thing. And um, I do just appreciate our parents for you know, the work that they've put in to get to that place and they have a beautiful friendship now. And so it's just it's really, really nice actually.
2: No, I love that too. I love that, you know, this two two shall pass is one of my favorite sayings. Cause like I never thought I would be where I'm at today, which is like just so happy to get like you said, Lauren, so happy for both of our parents. And um they're so happy. And that's, you know, that was one thing that was also hard was I was so scared one of them wouldn't be happy and I was, or one of them would be more sad than the other. And you know, you don't want to see your parents sad either. So it was like, that was another thing that I remember struggling with too.
1: Just letting go of almost that responsibility. Like if we know one of them is hurting to not feel like, you know, we're not responsible for their happiness. And we happen to have like our parents, you know, I think we've said this in an episode before, but our household was just so full of love. We were really, really um, just blessed in that way. And I think that um, their love for their children is so fierce and it always has been. And so I think that you know, it was just hard to watch them in those early days where it's like if we knew they were hurting and to not be able to kind of help that hurt was painful to kind of watch and go through.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's it's only natural to feel somewhat in the middle being children of two people because you are a part Mm -hmm. of each of them. Um, And, you know, I think that's something I reminded our parents, of was like, we love you like equally, you know, so it's hard for us to watch if one is in pain, the other one's doing better. So it's definitely like a weird experience, but I think what I had to do is kind of separate myself and put boundaries up and just pray and love them as much as I could and know they would get, get through it, you know, cause you, you, me, Lauren, Brian, like Kristen, we couldn't be the ones really to help them get through it. Like we could be there for them to a certain extent, but especially for me, I was like, you're going to have to lean on your friends or a therapist because I can't be that person or it's just going to hurt too much.
1: Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't think they wanted us to be, but I know just not. Yeah. Just naturally sometimes.
0: Oh yeah. No, they never put that on us. It's something yeah. we, I always put on myself for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it just reminds me of like, I think too, when you're an adult, parents forget like, oh yeah, you're still my kids. So just reminding like, hey, like, would you tell me this if I were five, you know? And when you're, you know, I think it's just hard because when you're 25, it's like, oh, they're an adult, they can get this, they can understand. But it's like, but we're still your kids just reminding like, hey, like, just pretend like we're still five years old. Um, I think was really helpful for me at the time. Yes, Definitely. And then, you know, totally what
0: you said, Lauren, like we are really blessed and lucky to have grown up into a house where we in a house that we had such loving parents. And I feel like they both were amazing parents. They just weren't right for each other at the end of the day. Mm -hmm.
2: In the long run, it seems. I did ask, I, I, you know, I've asked, I think I've asked both of them, like, what, what would you say is your biggest takeaway from being married? married for so long or like what do you feel like you could have the biggest thing you could have done differently and I kind of loved something that mom said is um she said you know we weren't the best at putting each other first we always put the kids first and I think in for a um healthy marriage it's best to put husband and wife first does that make sense yep yes it does And that's really stuck with me for Michael and I, although we don't have kids yet, but you know, that's really (laughs) stuck with me.
1: Yeah. I think it's something good to remember. And especially once you do have kids, KK, you'll see just how hard that is because your love for your children is so fierce. So, (laughs) um, but I do agree. I know there's different thoughts about that, but I am a believer that, um, putting your spouse ahead is does really good things. So, okay guys, well, that was a good conversation. I hope that if anybody out there is going through the same, that maybe you resonated with a lot of these feelings that we had back in the time that our parents were going through it. And, um, are we going to do a challenge for the week?
2: Yes. Yes. I thought since it is Valentine's day or not, it's not Valentine's day, but week of Valentine's, um, I could do something based or inspired off of that. So if you follow us on Instagram, you may have seen that my husband and I are doing this thing called the Adventure Challenge where we do different fun date nights that are given to us through this book. Um, I highly recommend it. It's a really cool experience. And it's not just for husband and wife, but like you can there's like an adventure challenge, friendship, and all kinds of stuff. Um, but inspired by one of our date nights, I thought I could challenge y'all. And of course, if any listeners want to join in, um, we had to ask one of our parents or grandparents what their first date was. So what they wore, where they went, what they ate, um, and we had to recreate it and try so to fun. yeah, and try to recreate the date as best we could um and then take a photo and write down like what you experienced um during that date night so
0: oh that's cute
2: yeah so it'd be so cute, cute. Yeah. and what
0: what's that book called again
2: the adventure challenge
0: the adventure challenge yeah such a good idea for like especially even just at home date nights right they do a lot of those yeah. too. Yes, so, so cool. a lot
2: of them are based, you know, so you do them at home, and it it says like how long it's gonna take, the cost, et cetera. Um,
0: so cool, that's perfect yeah. for Valentine's Day. Yes, yeah. do it. y'all
2: have Valentine's plans? I do. <laughs>
1: yeah, of course, Kristen does. Yeah, about it. Yeah, well, Michael. You tell
2: us- Michael actually is the one who planned it. I didn't plan anything. But um there's this really cool steakhouse on in on a like rooftop hotel that Ooh. we've never been to. So he like made reservations like a month ago.
0: <laughs> Aww, so sweet. That yeah, that
1: is sweet. Y'all both you and Michael are so good at planning like special things. Like I know you've yes. done like random, like scavenger hunts. You're so y'all are both so like thoughtful and creative. So romantic.
2: Well, we'll see if we can keep it up with the kids. I don't know. We're going to try our hardest. <laughs> Megan, I think you, you will.
0: Anything? Cause I feel like me and Bobby were never like that even before kids. So I think you will. Okay, um, yeah. no, we don't have any plans. I think we're just gonna, um, at Valentine's is kind of hard to find babysitters. And we don't even really have a good babysitter right now. I need to find somebody. Um, Our one awesome babysitter just had a baby. So um, I know. So I think we're just going to do like dinner in with the kids and do Valentine's with them. We might plan like a post Valentine's something date like the following weekend. What are y'all doing, Lauren? Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I, we don't have plans. Chris is out of town this week and doesn't get arrived back until really late Friday night, which Valentine's I think is on Friday, right? Um, Yeah. and then, so unless he has something planned up his sleeves, I don't think we'll probably, um, maybe grill out and just do something,
0: you know, at
1: home in the norm.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll have to do Kristen's challenge like this weekend somehow. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Then and if you do
2: definitely take a picture and please tag us, um, cause we would love to see the photos. I mean, Michael and I yes. are totally going to be dressed in seventies gear. So <laughs> it's going to be funny. I can't wait
0: That's to see it. Awesome. So cute. It. And yeah, to tag us on Instagram, it's at slept in my makeup podcast.
1: Wait, Kristen, mm-hmm. is that why y'all were at Goodwill? Is that what you were shopping for? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh,
1: can I just tell that story really quick? Oh yeah, that was actually um, really funny. Yeah, it was funny. So we're all like on a group ch- family chat all of us, it et- husbands and everybody. Um and our brother Brian was lucky enough to go to the Super Bowl this year. So he was in Florida and was sending us pictures of like he was on a friend's yacht and right He's next like, to I just
0: he- met P Diddy. Yeah. It's <laughs> like right and next Lizzo. to
1: Yeah, Jerry Jones's yacht and stuff. So he's sending these like you know crazy pictures, and then Michael, glamorous. Yeah, Michael, Kristen's husband sends this picture of like inside of a Goodwill. I have to say, it was a very organized Goodwill. I was quite impressed.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it Um, was actually. But
1: but Michael was like, meanwhile, Kristen and I are at Goodwill
0: for fifty percent off day. It made me laugh so hard. It made me laugh too. And then I sent a picture because I was going through the car wash, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this that is was my me. fancy day." While you're on yachts,
1: yeah. And then what did I send? I sent a selfie of me cooking something. Yeah, yeah. we like, just yes. meanwhile I'm chopping vegetables. We're just not as
2: <laughs> glamorous as our brother, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: He's so fancy. Fancy. (laughs) You already know. So funny. All right, guys. Well, this was fun, even though it was um, about divorce, but that's okay. Uh, We hope everyone has a lovely Valentine's Day weekend, whether you celebrate it or not, or if you have Galentine plans yeah always is fun um so thanks for the love don't forget to go give us that five-star rating if you love to hang out with us each week and write us a review and we will see you next week bye, bye. bye.